Join me, Professor RPG, as I sit down with friends, colleagues, and special guests as we reminisce and discuss role-playing games that left their mark on us. Expect to see all sorts, from western style to Japanese and even tabletop. So stay a while and listen, and let us trigger those memories of tales long since completed. Relive that fantasy you hold dear, and come along with us, adventurer, on this quest into the past. Welcome to the RPG University. Kaine, over here. Don't give up. You're stronger than that. Don't you dare give up now. This woman is more trouble than she's worth. That's it. Come on. You're gonna live, Kaine. Me? Live? What for? What? <laughs> I had my revenge. Now, it's over. Oh, now see here. This is rich. Vice. We help you in some mad quest for vengeance, and now you think to bid us adieu? How can a fighter so skilled be cursed with such a thick head? A true warrior would fight. They would give their all in service of their friends. Friends? Yes, you and I are friends now. See here, that was hardly the point. Then what was the point? Uh... Kaine, come fight with us. Fool! You can't just invite her along. There are many issues that must be carefully weighed and considered. For example, how will she possibly affect our overall ability to... Cram it, book! B book How dare you! I am Grimoire Vice, wielder of arcane... Vice, then. Do not abbreviate my name. You're an ass, but you're also right. I need to live for something besides revenge. Then you'll join us? My swords need a true home. But you'll do for now. Class is in session, and today we are talking about original OG Nier, aka Nier Gestalt. As always, I am your host, Scott White, also known as Professor RPG, and this week I have the pleasure of welcoming to the university concept artist and Nier superfam, Sam Elisar. Welcome, Sam. How's it going? Thank you so much. It's going pretty well. Very excited. I know. we. There's uh, <laughs> Just for you listeners out there, we are recording this the Monday before Near Replicant 1.2 and Numbers comes out. So we are... <laughs> and by the time this comes out, it will have been out for a couple weeks. So uh, we are super excited to talk some Near. Absolutely. But, uh, but yes, just a little uh, information, as always. Now, the original Nier released in 2010. It released in Japan on April 22nd, 2010 for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. It released then in Europe on April 23rd, 2010, and made its way to North America on April 27th, 2010. Now, to get your minds back in the mindset of some other games you might have been playing this same year... Mass Effect 2 released along with Fallout New Vegas, StarCraft 2, the original release of Final Fantasy XIV, Super Mario Galaxy, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, Xenoblade Chronicles, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, Star Trek Online, and Dragon Age Origins Expansion Awakening also released 
a lot of heavy hitter RPGs released in 2010. Yeah, I hadn't even realized. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of heavy hitters. And I mean, just we're a couple weeks uh, at time of recording, a couple weeks out, about three, I think, from at the Mass Effect Legendary Edition coming out. Final Fantasy XIV is killing it. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> it's been nuts. But we are here to talk about original Nier. Now, Sam, what was your first exposure with Nier? Like, when did you first uh, play this game? So, um, initially, I actually played Drakengard 3 first. Um, and then, uh, like, one of my friends, my close friends had introduced me to Drakengard. She was like, you absolutely need to play this. It's right up your alley. It's, like, unique kind of weird the characters are really cool so i played that mm -hmm. and then i went back and played original Nier, <clears throat> and um i was blown away and like i said this is like you know five six years ago at this point it's kind of wild to think about now i'm like it's it's been a long time yeah and so i played through and already had my heart broken by drake and guard and i'm like okay yeah let's play through this the heart broken all over again i'm like i love these games they make me sad <laughs> <laughs> I know. So you start with Drakengard three. Did you ever um, go back and play the original Drakengard, which is the game that leads into Nier? I wasn't able to physically play it myself, and so I've only played, not played, uh, watched a walkthrough of it. And so I know yeah, the okay. story. And yeah, unfortunately, my PS two at that point was uh, no longer in working condition. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah i was never actually to physically play it myself but like watching through the story i was like all of these games are just like heartbreaking how yokotaro and why <laughs> yeah uh so do you which copy did you play or which version did you play the ps3 or 360 version i played the ps3 version <clears throat> yeah I, nice. I owned a 360 for like two months of my life <laughs> I was like, oh, the, the controller like hurts my hand, and so it's yeah. just nothing against Microsoft, but I can't, I can't use your controllers. <laughs> so yeah, it was PS3, and Drakengard <clears throat> is also a PS3 game. Yeah, uh, for me, Near was always one of those games like I had heard about, um, mm -hmm. but I actually didn't own my own copy of Near probably until a year or two ago. And then okay. I found a used copy and then I bought it and I it was just on my shelf because it was always one of those. Oh, I'll get to it eventually because I had played uh, Automata or Automata, however people. I've heard both. Uh, I, I don't exactly. Judge I, don't know like, I, don't know. One. I don't know the official name. So yeah. it's uh, near Automata. Well, go with that. Um, so I had played through that and I got a couple of the endings in that. And then with the announcement of the remake and replicant and i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna play it and then when i reached out to you and you mentioned that one of your favorite games uh favorite rpgs was the original near it's like mm -hmm. okay let's do it this will be perfect with a new game coming out i can dive in so the first time i actually played through and beat at least ending a of this game was actually like a week and a half ago so everything is like fresh in my mind see and, and i, I like, love that because now crap. i can like pick your brain and see what you think because it is not i like i said i just went and tried to refresh <clears> a little bit um because mm -hmm. for me like same with automata 
it's, you know, multiple playthroughs, but in my brain, it's been so long at this point, they all kind of overlap with each other. And so I don't yeah. want to be like, oh, yeah, when this happened, and you're like, huh? I'm like, oh, no, that's <laughs> like ending D. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then you don't know what, it, like, what I'm talking about. Um, for, like, uh, Gestalt and Atom, you beat Automata, right? Like, you got the uh, endings? I haven't done all the endings, either oh, okay. of uh, Automata. Do you but... prefer one or the other so far? It's been so long since I've honestly played Automata. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think I prefer OG Nier. Um, okay. Same. I think what it does, it, it leans heavier into a lot of the things I like about this game that we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, speaking of near, so we we've kind of already hinted at, but what about this game has struck such a chord with you? Like when you think near, like what stands out to you? Oh man, uh, it like the like relationship between the characters. Not to mention having like some of the strongest characters, in my opinion. Like in video games, um, like I said, uh, Kaine is one of my favorite characters of all time, like in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, she's kind of rough on the outside, but she's also a softie. And so like that kind of opposites is just like the perfect character to me. And mm-hmm. like I said, the the relationship between them and the stories, they just, they hit so hard and I think Yokotaro is just really good at <laughs> making games that just kind of really like dig deep and he's good at kind of giving you um, like other viewpoints uh, and I'll probably get mm-hmm. into it later if we talk about the the enemy, enemy of the week at all uh, like story wise it's just interesting, and I love seeing that when it's like, hey, yeah, you're the good guy. But to everyone else, are you the good guy? Yeah. Kind of thing. And, you know, on top of that, the the music is just one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard in my life. And I feel like it doesn't get enough love yet. Yeah. But once, like, the remake's out, I feel like people are going to be like, oh, wow, this is, this is something. I have to admit i wasn't one of the one individual i was one of the individuals that wasn't aware of just how much this soundtrack slapped like how hard it slapped it is (laughs) so good like holy crap yes such a good soundtrack it's like keiji okabe is a legend and i'm i'm hoping he gets more recognition because just it's it's so good. Do you have a favorite song so far? Not specifically. It's just I love the um, just like the very chill, very calming soundtrack that um plays when you're in the home village. I can't. Does the home village have a name? Because um, on the, like the map and everything, it's just called the village. The village. I don't believe so. Not that I remember. I always called it the village, and I know they just refer to it as the village Mm -hmm. i love kind of the the choir soundtrack that plays in the lost shrine Mm -hmm. um 
but it's just like holy crap like to have to be coming to this game fresh really knowing next to nothing outside of it being weird (laughs) and it connects to automata yeah i was going in i went in very blind for a good portion of it so i wasn't aware of just how good the soundtrack was and holy crap it makes me so happy vinyl give me on spotify i'm gonna like add all these songs to my youtube like just music playlist it is so good the mix of like classical but then you have those really intense um vocal tracks yes. with like the choir and angelic and, it's, like, and iconic oh, so for good Nier. like even for automata mm-hmm. now you hear that and you're like oh my god near and that's yeah. why like if i you know bring up final fantasy 14 the near raids no spoilers mm-hmm. but like if anyone who hasn't played them please do I know it's asking a lot because they're they're end game raids, but like they're fantastic. The music is fantastic, and you know if you played Automata or even Replicant, there's some cool stuff in there. Oh, so good, so good. But uh, kind of touching on, um, also you mentioned that the characters and the character interactions really mm-hmm. stuck out with you with Near. Holy crap! I love Vice. Like I love right? the performance of. <laughs> everyone like the the banter between vice and kaine or it's my favorite thing. Uh, vice and near who honestly i didn't know his name was supposed to be near i thought it was just dad uh i mean everyone uh, calls him papa near it's i know it's yeah. like you can name him whatever you want but it's like that's papa near <laughs> um because like now i'm curious it's like why is it near automata is there a character i missed in near called near i don't know i'll have to research <laughs> that but I love the banter in this game. Vice, I, I, truth be told, I've in the past year with like the pandemic and everything, I, mm-hmm. I dove hard into Critical Role, so I've fallen in love with like Liam O'Brien. I love Laura Bailey's performance yes. and everything. So hearing them, which was admittedly pre-Critical Role, but hearing the two of them just go off at each other is just like holy crap. The performances of both of them and uh, like in the scene we we um we dubbed over for the intro it's mm-hmm. just there's so much like sass with with vice and yeah uh, that's that's part of the reason is why just, i picked it because uh, it's like a good so little good. taste of like here's what you're gonna get mm-hmm. minus emil of course who was also one of my favorite characters of all time he's he's so sweet but oh my god <laughs> heart-wrenching yeah yeah I, yeah. <laughs> Every was time. So, yeah. What was so strange to me about this game is for the first half of the game while I was playing, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is a, this is a cool, like, it, it felt very, I, I don't want to say cookie cutter, but it, it had a lot of like kind of generic fantasy tropes. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, Big Bad is blah, blah, blah. And what's going on. But then it had kind of the parody moments where you have the Haunted Mansion, which basically you're playing a Resident Evil game in Nier. You have <laughs> the uh, Forest of Myth or the Forest of Dreams where it's just visual novels and Vice, again, breaks the fourth wall and it's brilliant. Yes. Um, you have uh, the Shrine with Facade where you're trying to track down the Prince 
and it's a very Zelda-like dungeon, going so far as the prince holding up an eye, the mask he finds, and it's a very parody of a Zelda item discovery. So mm-hmm. it was, it was so strange. It's like, okay, I see what it's doing. It's kind of spoofing. I like the kind of switching of perspectives. That was interesting. But when the time skip happened, it was such a. I don't want to say sudden, but it was such a dramatic shift in tone. Mm-hmm. Like it got so much darker and less uh, fantasy tropish, and it just got weird. It went from kind of parody fantasy tropes and just kind of oh, it's a fantasy RPG. Okay, too. Holy crap! This is dark. It's dealing with crazy stuff, and the lore just keeps spinning out of control into mind maddening galaxy brain stuff <laughs> yeah and i think that's that like yokotaro's style of the everything essentially is okay i'm kind of gonna pull you in okay everything seems kind of normal all right and then just it does like a 360 and you're like wait like confuse pikachu what is going on <laughs> like i don't yeah. i wasn't expecting this like he yeah he's definitely good at like just blindsiding you with stuff and just things you wouldn't necessarily expect and i think that's another aspect of like near that i just i really really love yeah what are some of the the big standout moments or story beats in this that that just have not left you since the time you first played this game hmm so the one that i picked because that's when you know they decide like you know what Kanye's like i'm i'll stay with you guys i guess for now reluctantly although not reluctantly um and emil uh mm-hmm. turning into emil i guess because it's such like it got it's such a sad moment but then you also have like depending on what you're playing either papa near or brother near um just being just an absolute <clears throat> sweetheart <laughs> about it mm-hmm. and yeah, god there's so many good ones and I guess one last one <laughs> it's like uh when you fight rock um the wolves that whole that whole storyline with like the the king or the prince of facade it just Oh, like that part wrecked me. Oh, my God. Like, oh man, yeah. And you're like, the it's, you know, the multiple playthroughs, and the more you play through, the more you find out. And so when you get to the later playthroughs, you're going to be even more sad, if that's possible, about that whole situation. And it just, every time, um, before... Uh, the whole, you know, pandemic thing went on. Uh, I was lucky enough to go to the near orchestra. And... Yes, that must have been... <laughs> yeah. Oh! I am glad that, uh, like, one of our friends was there and she brought, like, tissues and she gave me a little pack because I was terribly unprepared. Um, and, you know, <laughs> you go to an orchestra, like, the Kingdom Hearts one or anything, and yeah. they play the scenes with the music with it, and, like, hearing the music live, and, like, seeing the scenes, and it was just so many tears. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, 
it, it was beautiful, but so many tears. And those, those were the moments that just broke me down as usual. And that's another thing with, you know, talking about the music. It's like, it's so good at evoking emotions. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite track? I do. Uh, Salvation. Or Kaine. Okay. Yeah. Like, every time I hear it, <laughs> the part of my soul leaves my body. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, like, secondary um, Hills hills of Radiant Winds, because that one's a little more upbeat, and it's just, like, kind of relaxing, and it's a good mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Very. So, so good. I can't even imagine hearing a, an orchestra perform these songs like hearing them live it was can't like even imagine mind-blowing and i if hopefully you know they bring concerts back and stuff if you're ever able to go see it i highly recommend it because it's like life-changing oh, sure. <laughs> yeah oh i bet i went to two of the final fantasy no one of the final fantasy concerts the first time it did uh dear friends i oh, i gosh. hit that when they when it is was in Detroit back when I was in high school, mm-hmm. uh, and that was magical. And I can't imagine hearing something so much more operatic, op- almost, and everything like with a near soundtrack. Hearing that live, I, I it would just thinking about it blows me away. Um, oh man, yeah. Emmy uh, Evans is she has <clears throat> such a gorgeous voice, mm-hmm. and like it's just as good if not even better live and uh i know final fantasy is like on my list as well because you know there's so much iconic music from final fantasy as well i'm sure it was amazing to hear that live oh yeah having one winged angel as the encore uh oh my just God. <laughs> talk about hype in the talk about hype in the theater is all i'm gonna say oh i believe uh, it <laughs> but i have to ask so the seeds I got, where do you go in near to plant things? Because, like, I feel like there was there's supposed to be, like, a planting or harvesting thing I could do, but I never found it. Oh, my God. I would probably have to look it up because I don't even remember. I don't even remember if I did it. <laughs> I just got a bunch of seeds and stuff, and I think it, it said I could, like... like, plant things. But I have no idea where. I looked around my house. There was nothing there. <laughs> You're like, what do, what do I do with Am these? Am I supposed to do something? <laughs> Is it just things I sell? I don't think so. <laughs> but maybe? Uh, so yeah, I was just curious if you knew. It's like, did I miss an entire mechanic of this game? I, I don't know. I'm trying to remember... Because I, I would think it'd be in the village, right? It should, I think. It should be by your house. But I don't know if I'm misremembering. There sh- you should have a garden. <laughs> hey, but I don't remember seeing a garden. Yeah, I don't. Maybe like, you know, it's one of the classic, you need to go talk to someone and then they unlock it and then you have access to it. Which is definitely possible. Okay, so apparently, just, you know, Googling on the fly, because yeah. I don't feel as bad 
since we both don't remember. Yeah, I don't. Uh, apparently, if you go to the town shopping center and talk to the center lady on the bench, you do two fetch quests for her, mm. and you unlock farming. <laughs> the classic. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I was like, it has to be something. Like, any time, it's like, okay, I want to do this. I don't know how. All right, go talk to everyone. The classic RPG, JRPG thing to do. And having just played it, it hurts my soul a little bit to see that Nier is sitting at a 67 on Metacritic. I... Misunderstood. Absolutely. A misunderstood game. 100%. Yeah. It, it makes me sad because I'm like... No, you guys gotta give it a chance. And then Atomina came out, and I'm like, okay, baby, we're getting somewhere. And then they announced the remake, and I was like, all right, guys, here's your chance. You have to play yeah. it. And so it's been me singing the gospel of Nier <laughs> uh -huh. to anyone that will listen. It will. I am glad that more people will no undoubtedly play this game. Oh, we'll play sorry. the remake. Mm hmm. Just because of how popular Automata was. Yeah, same. And I'm hoping that, you know, if this does really well, maybe we'll get a Dragon Guard remake? I don't know. I, <laughs> I keep I saying it. I feel like we it. need to. Absolutely. At least one in three. It, I know it's asking a lot. The PS2 game and a PS3 game and Dragon Guard 3 had, like, the, the major frame rate issues, but... I think it's possible. I would absolutely lose my mind if it happened, but you gotta, you gotta have the whole series, you know? I would prior like, for me personally, if it was between those, I would say prioritize Dragon the first Dragon Guard. Because that, like, so directly connects into Nier in a strange way. Yeah, it sets it up. Because I know the, the story or the timeline is Dragon Guard 3, 1, and then near replicant slash gestalt and then automata mm -hmm. but i feel like one definitely sets stuff up really well and it's always like trying to pitch it to people mm -hmm. <laughs> it's funny because they're like okay well how are they connected and it's like okay so they're all the same universe but in each game there's one specific ending that leads directly to the next game but it's just one specific ending, but they all kind of have something to do with each other. And then by the end of it, people are like, I didn't catch a word of that. And I'm like, you just, you just got to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's crazy is like, I want it, it should be like near Dragon Guard or something weird. So people go into it thinking it's like, oh, this is going to be OK. I want to see how how near gets started without yeah. them realizing that it's literally just a one of the endings where you magically go through a portal and you're in modern day Tokyo yes. fighting a god <laughs> and then you get blown up by fighter jets. Yes. Like that being blown up by fighter jets. It's like, okay, that there that is how near starts. Exactly. And it's it's such like, a strange thing. It's like Metal Gear esque. All this like just the out like out of the blue otherworldly things happening and it's <laughs> mixed with like modern day stuff and it's just like what is going on and i'm like everything everything's going on or you know better yet just turn that into a whole game like just some developer let me fight fighter jets on a dragon absolutely because that sounds awesome too 
Oh yeah. Let bring, me just do that. Bring the dragons back. Maybe to fix the dragon mechanics a little bit. They were a little rough, but I get it. It's hard to do, but definitely. PS two. The there were a lot of rough things back yeah. then. <laughs> this is very true. Even even PS three, it was still rough. Oh yeah. For definitely, uh, but no, just it. The, these games are just so. Just thinking back and on that ending, how ridiculous the ending of Drakengard was to connect and like give birth to this whole near franchise. Yes. It's, and this is what I love, especially about JRPGs. It's crazy stuff like this can happen and it's glorious yeah like nothing nothing is too far or like nothing's too weird anything mm -hmm. can happen and that's it makes it fun because you're like i was i was not expecting this and here we are Good. So I'm curious, what's your take on, and granted we haven't played Near Replicant yet or anything, mm -hmm. but are you like, okay, Brother Near, I can get behind that. Are you like, diehard Papa Near? Um, I absolutely love Papa Near because you know my first experience with the game was with him, mm -hmm. and I'm very attached. But I'm actually excited to play as Brother Near because I was bummed that we didn't. You know, I have access to it. Of course, I could have bought, you know, the Japanese version, but I don't speak Japanese, unfortunately. And so I'm actually really excited because I know there's only obviously based on what I know, slight differences, because obviously it's different. Um, you know, father, daughter, brother, younger mm -hmm. sister, but we obviously don't see as much as like the relationship with like, oh, you're playing as like an older sibling and like their younger sibling and that's the main like dynamic and so uh, yeah i'm really excited especially because we're supposed to get like extra content like they released a trailer today with mm -hmm. extra content that they're going to be adding and so i'm really looking forward to it yeah i'm curious and i don't know if this was perhaps shown in one of the other endings or mm -hmm. one of the other playthroughs but is it ever explained why Papa Nier has his eye patch <laughs> after the time skip? Is that ever addressed? Yes. I like I said, I don't I've tried to stay out of spoiler territory because I just I really want you to experience it. I want everyone to experience it. I mean maybe by the time people hear it, they maybe they'll see. Uh yeah. Okay, so is yep. it, like, a cool thing that happens? Or is it just, like, a one-off, oh, you, you know, like, Metal Gear Solid, he gets accidentally shot in the eye or something? Um... I want to say it's... It's just, like, a one-off thing. Okay. It's, like, a... I want to say, like, a very Yokotaro-esque, like... Hey, he has an eye patch now. What? Okay. It's... It's, it's there. Yeah. So it's not... He didn't, like, <laughs> get transported to medieval Europe or something before everything happens and gets, like, hit in the eye by a Spaniard or something. Yeah, just random. He's, like, in a jousting match just randomly. 
while oh, fighting no. a kraken because <laughs> why not exactly maybe godzilla's there i don't know he, he jumps around yeah, why not yeah, anything's possible i believe it yeah it's it's not like it's yoko charu anything's possible absolutely anything nothing is off the table it's great but yeah it's not it's not really a super heavy mm. story reason for it okay so yeah it it's just there kind of because we're on this topic i want you to make your think i'm putting you on the spot i apologize but come up Give me a Yoko Taru Taro uh, inspired random plot or like random ending. Do your best Yoko Taro ending uh, reveal. An ending. What of would like you have happen? Anything. Anything. Okay. Um. Let's see. Uh, since since I already brought it up, let's just let's just throw in Godzilla. Um, deciding to show up in California, because that's where I am. So okay. why not try and destroy California? Perfect, perfect. That's great. Okay. Um, let's see. How are we gonna get there? <laughs> I you know I want to say. You're pulled into some kind of portal. Portal? Okay. That, that seems like the thing to do. Do some portals. Um, but instead of time skipping forward, time skips backwards. Nice, nice. Uh, what era are we going? Are we going like hippie 70s? We going to the 70s? Maybe earlier? What are you, what are you feeling? Let's, uh, let's try going further back. Let's try the Renaissance. Renaissance California. Hey, I Rena- like it. <laughs> Renaissance California. I don't California. even know what Renaissance California would be, but that's a JRPG thing. <laughs> they figure it out. Uh, you're a teenager in Renaissance California, and you gotta you gotta defeat Godzilla. Good luck. He also spawns smaller Godzillas that turn out to be aliens from space, and all of this results in branching off into the next game because you find a painting by like Michelangelo of Godzilla destroying the city sign me up <laughs> to renaissance. It's like was Michelangelo even in the renaissance I, I've been art major I should know this <laughs> doesn't matter we're in renaissance <laughs> California all the popular like artists they're here now. Renaissance. They're not in, in renaissance Italy anymore. California. Yeah, yeah. man. That'd be Absolutely. great. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And somehow the painting of Godzilla attacking Renaissance California spawns, who knows, a disease or something. It has to be a disease that takes over the world somehow. Yeah. Instead of flowers popping out of people's eyes, it's on like the top of their head or something. <laughs> and Great. this says the secret prequel to The Last of Us. Have fun, you guys. Yeah. Man, we should be game designers. I I mean, that's the goal. I mean, not so much a designer, but I, on Let's the see. art end, I could I could figure that out. I'll nice. draw Renaissance okay. Godzilla. What would be the near subtitle for this game? 
Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I think it, it's got to be some kind of zany RPG pronoun like thing that makes no sense <laughs> until you get to the end. Yeah, it's initially you're like, was this word picked out of a hat? And you're like, nope, nope, I get it now. Maybe something, something Renaissance or art related. What would what's the kind of paint? Gouache. <laughs> <laughs> Near gouache. That gouache. is perfect. I think I think it works. I think it works yeah. well enough. It doesn't make any sense, love- but it's not supposed to. It will though. Exactly. Because that's the primarily that's the primary pigment used in the painting that links to the next game. Exactly. Near Guashamata. <laughs> Oh, Guashamata. Oh, no. That's my favorite game. The best game. It doesn't get better than that. Honestly. Watch out, Je- Watch out Jeff Keighley. We're storming the Game Awards 2030. <laughs> we'll be there. With near Guashamata. <laughs> the goal. Yep. We will in that this these games will invent a whole new sh- subgenre of classical renaissance american cities we're gonna bring back the renaissance again in america <laughs> single-handedly yeah man. We, we people that, don't worry oh yeah i mean there's cyberpunk there's all these things we'll do like this is a new genre man this will be fantastic nobody else will be coming Yokutaro, uh, we uh, fe- feel free to hit us up. Exactly, I we got I'm, it. I'm free, all the time. You heard it here. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. Uh, and she does concept art, so I do. So get like on. you know, Mr. Taro, if you if you need an extra artist, I I am 100 percent available. I can kind of draw. Truth. <laughs> you draw. Good. I've seen your drawings and stuff you posted on Twitter. You draw good. Don't sell yourself short. Thanks. I yeah. I of course I mainly post fan art because like I always keep my concepts to myself. I'm kind of subconscious about them, but I appreciate mm-hmm. it. All artists are subconscious or conscious uh, about their art. Yeah. So this is very part true. of our game. Unfortunately, we always undervalue our work. And we always are con- self-conscious about it. And this is Part true. of being artists. Very true. With the exception of Michelangelo in Renaissance uh, California in it's, his painting of yeah. Godzilla attacking the city. It, it's a masterpiece that I, you know, I just wish I knew where it was now. Mm. Lost the history, lost art. I guess. Yeah. Probably right next to uh, the uh, that holy grail, the holy grail probably probably right next to it in renaissance utah this is true with uh somehow next to a uh, cyberpunk mona lisa i don't know how it got there but it's there in the near universe things don't have to make sense on how they got there there's time travel probably involved in- yeah yeah probably another portal yeah, just blame it on the portal always there's always the portals <laughs> always always another portal <laughs> Oh man. So uh 
going back on near uh back to the future um what are what are some of the like gameplay mechanics like what do you think about the whole shifting of perspective that they did in this game i think it's fun but i struggle with it um Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this continued into automata like any of the, the like the bullet hell segments just destroy me just yeah. absolutely destroy me but I, I like it it's another thing that um you know not a lot of games do is just hey um one minute you're just running through like the fields cool normal open world type stuff and then mm-hmm. oh side scrolling oh there's a bullet hell for this Oh, like do this, and it's it just keeps it like fresh. I guess is a good word for mm-hmm. it. it. It's fun, and you're not, you know, nothing nothing wrong with it. But you're not just the same type of mechanics for every boss. Where it's like, okay, memorize the patterns, dodge the moves, and then attack. It's like no, there's yeah. a little more strategy involved, and I I appreciate that. Even though I do I do play on easy. <laughs> And nothing's wrong with that. Exactly. But I'm like, I I appreciate all the work that goes into us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed them for the most part. I think some of them overstayed their welcome a bit. Specifically, like, the Diablo uh, isometric perspective when you were going through Mm. uh, the basement of the mansion. Yeah. I feel like it went on a little too long. Like, it's like, okay, it's novel. This is a new perspective. You're kind of doing, like, a Diablo thing. I get it, but I didn't need, like, four or five levels where I had to find the different keys which were conspicuously hidden behind where you couldn't (laughs) see, so you had to, like, just hug all the walls. Um... But in the same kind of with the visual novel uh, portion in the mm-hmm. Force of Myth, I think it's called. Um, it's like, this is a fun idea. I like it. But as a person that's not big into visual novels, it's like, okay, I can kind of go through. And it's, to the game's credit, it was funny how they kind of played off that as well, where um, at some of them, I think it was the second time you visited they were just like dot 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 just like screens of dots like yeah. i don't care <laughs> i it, it was clever um but yeah i th- i thought it was a very interesting and uh and unique uh way to change things up which i did appreciate yeah it, well. it's just a lot of fun that's completely valid i get it cuz i know you know different different mechanics or different playstyles mm-hmm. or types of games aren't for anyone like i said like bullet hills are not my thing i mm-hmm. am painfully bad at them but i do love visual novels and so the forest of myth i'm like okay yep i'm in yeah and so it just it just depends on what kind of stuff you like yeah i agree and one of the things i thought was interesting playing this after having played automata mm-hmm. is i don't think automata relied so much on or leaned so much on kind of that that parody aspect where different areas of the game were based on completely different game genres like they were homages to other games mm-hmm. whereas with this one like i said there was like a isometric diablo like action rpg area there was the visual novel section there was the um what should we call it the zelda temple 
dungeon, mm-hmm. you had the monster or the Resident Evil mansion. I don't remember any of that sort of thing happening to such an extent in Automata. I felt like Automata took itself a lot more seriously in a lot of regards. I would agree. Um, Because I don't remember it happening either. Yeah. No, it was, you know, just the the bullet hell stuff with the bosses. Mm -hmm. The little, like, the hacking segments. Yeah. The... Um, the mecha segments where you're flying like a Gundam. Yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think it had that. I wonder if they somehow were like, this isn't as popular. Let's just stick with this. Or if they're just like, we don't we don't want to do that again. I, I, I feel like in Automata, they incorporated different like game genres mm-hmm. into the game better but they did it more they took the mechanics of different genres and incorporated it as opposed to paying homage or tribute to existing popular franchises is like a nod and a wink to players which i feel like they did in good salt and replicant Mm -hmm. yeah i i feel like maybe for automata they i don't know maybe they wanted to try and make it more I don't want to say welcoming but just easier for people to get into yeah and so I like I don't want to say they watered it down a bit but if that makes sense just making it more palatable maybe mm-hmm yeah it'd be curious to I'd be curious to hear kind of the the reasoning for that or I mean it's certainly possible I could just not have seen or I'm forgetting times in automata that they did that i i don't know because it's been so long but yeah it's it's been a little bit for me as well like i played it when it initially came out and um i enjoyed automata but i wasn't as huge a fan as i am of like Astalt and drinking guard mm-hmm. and so it could have been my brain just just like eh, let, no not important <laughs> you don't need to remember that but from mm-hmm. what i remember like at least of the main story beats i don't yeah, I don't think it had it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish it did, though. Yeah, I do too. It, it was a cert- It was. It added a a charm to Near Gestalt, which yeah. I think was kind of missing from Automata, from what I remember. I agree. <laughs> yeah, because I know, for me at least, Automata was missing something, and maybe that's what it was. One of the few things for me that I just it didn't hit me as hard and it didn't, I didn't connect with it as much. Mm-hmm. So that maybe that's one of the other reasons. Definitely possible. I think hands down the character interaction and just characters overall are so much stronger here in Gestalt. Oh, absolutely. That's, yeah, I've been telling, um, like my fiance's only played Automata. Mm-hmm. And he was asking me after he beat Automata, he's like, okay, so because you, you're clearly the expert, um, do you prefer Automata or Gestalt? And I was mm-hmm. like, well, the original and not, you know, because I'm like, I just like the originals. I'm like, no, like, this is the story to me and the characters are just 
a little more um, like developed and like you said their interactions are better whereas Automata didn't really have that the story was interesting mm-hmm. to me but it just it didn't resonate as much and I personally wasn't a huge fan of 9S or mm-hmm. 2B I don't mind 2B she just doesn't do much because mm-hmm. you know 9S is the main character and I really like A2 and we don't see a lot of her. Not as much as mm-hmm. I would have wanted. And so I think, yeah, it's definitely a thing that Gasalt's a little bit stronger. And so I'm definitely interested to see what people think. And if people play it and they're still like, nope, I like Automata better. Or they're like, okay, I prefer this one now. Yeah. How the reaction will be will definitely be interesting. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh- I'm looking forward to it i'm gonna be really curious to see how different the metacritic scores will be between original near and replicant oh yeah i'm i'm hoping they're better (laughs) i i I think it's i would almost say it's a foregone conclusion that it will be just because of so many more people kind of know what they're getting into at Mm -hmm. this point with a yokotaro game with a near game that it's not like, well, what the heck am I playing? Like, this this is stupid. This isn't what yeah, I wanted. Yeah, like, like, I have to play through this more than once? Like, yes, <laughs> you do to get the full story. Um, but no, it's going to be going to be really interesting. And I mean, just going back, I, I just keep thinking of the funny exchanges between the characters in this game. Um I absolutely love Vice. And like when um it was post time skip when they were going to the King of Facade's wedding mm-hmm. and Vice suggested that uh Kaine like get a new pair of lingerie yeah. or whatever because <laughs> it was a special event and she's just like, Shut up. It's just like <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> him like constantly calling her a hussy and of like vice yeah <laughs> please <laughs> but I love that you know is just like just, just like I'm so tired of you yeah and she just doesn't care no shout out to her but like man I can't like having it would be such a pain to have underwear that tie in the back like that I don't know how they'd stay I know it's like anime rules where you can yeah. wear literally anything and it doesn't get messed up it doesn't come off whatever even though it defies gravity yeah. but like and the heels I would be like I gotta I gotta figure something else out I'd be uncomfortable more power to her cause she's obviously mm-hmm. super comfortable but I'd be like I'm so self conscious I can't do it I don't know I think I could pull it off I think you could. I, I, I think I could strut down, you know, like, uh, the downtown near me, you know, just wearing, just cut a hole down, like, the back of my boxers and tie it up with ribbon and wear some heels and, like, one pant leg. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Don't forget the bandages as well on one side. Oh, yeah. You gotta do it. Meanwhile, I, I just... I'm more of, like, a meal, just throw a cloak <laughs> on me and I'm set. That's... <laughs> 
Yeah, and a giant, like, beach ball with a face yeah. drawn on it. <laughs> Some little googly eyes, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> giant googly eyes. Can I just say, this would be a, like, fantastic YouTube channel that just recreates anime or video game looks and then just goes walking around places and recording people's reactions. It would be absolutely beautiful. It, it would be fantastic. I know Mega64 has done some things like that, but they have, like, skits and things. I'm talking exactly. about just, like, where anime or video game outfits, not at a con, just walking around like it, like it's no big deal. And just, just nonchalant. People are looking at yeah. you and saying stuff, and you're just like, I'm just keep walking like I'm going down the catwalk or something. Yeah. Don't mind me. It's fine. You know, maybe hit up a Dunkin' Donuts or like a Tim Hortons or Starbucks. Be like, <laughs> can I have a venti macchiato, please, uh, with uh, soy milk? Cool, thanks. Here's a tip. You just oh, I deal. like the smooth jazz. I like the smooth jazz uh, track you're playing. <laughs> I'll buy the CD too. Cool, thanks. Have a have a good one. I'm gonna go yeah. about my business. Don't worry about me. Cool. I got a business meeting I have to get to, so uh, I'll uh, I'll see you around. Like. I, I can't imagine trying to keep a straight face. Yeah. It just, It'd be, it would be rough to keep a straight face, but just the reactions of people. It'd be beautiful. I, uh, it'd be I'd pay glorious. money to see it. Sometimes it's like, man. See, once we make all of our money from near Quashimata, uh, we will... <laughs> invest in a, a good design studio or something that can make these outfits like high quality and like, then yeah, we can like do professionally yeah i mean that's how it works that's a business yeah easy. man easy It'd be money. perfect easy money easy easy money We are not the only people that absolutely love this wild, crazy journey that is near. So we are going around the web. User Marley Magica from Reddit says, Last year in January is when I started my first playthrough of the original Nier. I played Nier Automata in 2018, but I didn't gain a higher interest in the story until 2020. Anyway, I was deeply engaged in, the, in Nier's story and characters. I convinced my mom to let me stay home from school, telling her I was sick, when in reality, I just wanted to play through the desert area in Emile's mansion. Oh, the old days of faking sick to play video games. Oh, I miss those days. I do, too. I do, too. My fiance gives me dirty looks when I tell her I'm taking a day off to play video games. <laughs> but I, I let her know in advance. Be like, hey year in advance when x game comes out i will be taking time off from work to play this you're like i have the time off so it's, it's already set it's already in motion there's nothing you can do about it now that's it yeah exactly i am an adult i can do this and you know what i'm going to eat a pie for breakfast that day too just because you know but yeah why, why not why not I, but yeah, that that feeling of faking sick to stay home and play a video game, such such a good experience. We it all does. have them. Anytime it worked out, it was a good experience. Getting yeah. sent to school and you're like, wow, I don't want to, I don't want to focus on anything. I want to play video games. 
mm-hmm. not so good experience. But getting to stay home, sure. the best. Agreed. One time I faked being sick an entire week. How did you get away with that? Because I would go into the bathroom, I would make throwing up sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would flush the toilet, and then before I would go out, I would splash, like, w- lukewarm water on my face so it looks like I was sweating and, like, really not feeling good. But then I'd just, like, exit the bathroom and be like, oh, I got sick again. I didn't, though. And then I got a whole week off of school, and it was glorious. The dedication is something I, I can appreciate. I, I should have gone into acting. You should have. But... I, I would have never gotten away with that. I wish I could have. But I would not. So just remember, kids, if you're going to fake throwing up, be sure to pat yourself with warm water so it looks like you've been sweating. Exactly. That's a good strat. You got to mark off all the symptoms, not just, right. hey, I threw up. No, you got you to gotta prove it. Exactly. Exactly. You got to sell it. Exactly. Want to try uh, this next user? Sorry mm-hmm. about giving you the name that I can't... I have no <laughs> idea what it says. Uh, it's okay. I, I'm used to it. Could be a near name. Could be a near subtitle. It it definitely could. I'm I'm used to streaming and butchering people's usernames, so this is just par for the course. Um, from user... What's life? With... A Furier. Yep, that's it. Um, says... In the first playthrough, I think, before I was emotionally <laughs> mutilated by the game and was naively carefree, I used to ride the boar all over the plains, enjoying hills with radiant winds, and then playthrough B happened and there were endless tears. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds about, about right, honestly. I was having fun, things were going really well, and then... I cried. <laughs> Put that on the back of the box. Absolutely. That's all you need. You're going to have fun, and then you're going to cry. Near, folks. Play it. Exactly. Next up, we have user Sirlock13 from Reddit. They say, Grimoire Vice breaking the fourth wall during adventure is fucking treasure. Also, the second playthrough where you get to understand what the bosses are saying is just, my fucking god, so depressing. (sighs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) That's that's all I can say. There's there's times talking about some of the moments in Nier, like I I tear up and I'm like, I I don't know how I'm going to do this again. Want to take the next one? Yeah, let's. From user Mateo. Um, exiting and entering the village to complete a bridge in peril. It took me a few IRL days to get the right weather to appear so I could fight that boss and get all the weapons to unlock the last ending. If I think about Nier, that's the first memory that comes to mind. Which, 100% valid. There is an ending in Drakengard 3 as well that you have to unlock and max out all the weapons to unlock the final ending, which I'm kind of hoping they get rid of in the remake, so it's kind of a pain in the butt. But I guess we'll see. Um, I did not realize that that was one of the endings. There are only three endings in Nier, right? ABC? Um, or are there more? I thought there were four, but I don't know if I'm confusing okay. it with Automata. Well, let us know 
in the comments or tweet at us what how many hints there are. Exactly. But next up we have user the Spenza from Reddit. Seeing the additional scenes after the first playthrough and slowly understanding the story of the game to realize that the world will never recover and it's all your fault. Of course, the music is fantastic. The chemistry between the four main characters and collecting of the goddamn ingredients to max out all weapons, bloody eagle eggs, black pearls, and the other goddamn one you had to get from the floating enemies in the desert. Yeah, the characters characters are so good in this game. Absolutely. Uh, Definitely the big thing that I that I took uh, took away from this game for sure. Could definitely see that. And let's see from user Raven Roses, an easy name. Um, I wound up playing Automata before Nier, and I absolutely love both. I'm sure a lot of people had the experience of seeing all the callbacks to Nier and Automata, but I got to have the opposite experience. I got to see where everything I love and enjoy about Automata came from. It was also touching, and I could feel the weight and impact of this world on the next, even though they are set hundreds of years apart. Oh, my brain. Also, <laughs> the world and history of the game itself was just so fascinating. Everything is directly and indirectly connected, and I thought it was so neat to see him play through. 100% agreed. Mm-hmm. Also. Completely. The weight of the world. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there, Raven Roses. Also, so clever. <laughs> so clever. Very. But thank you to everyone who submitted your favorite moments and memories. We very much appreciate it, and I love reading them. And as always, down in the show notes, you can find links to the various subreddits where you can add your own favorite memories and moments from near or near replicant. And I can't wait to read them. Now, after you've heard Sam and I gush about this game and go on weird side tangents, just like New Year's games do, you might be wondering where you can find it. Well, we are here to help you with that as well. Now, by the time this game comes out, Near Replicant, the kind of remastered remake of this game, it will be out and you'll be able to find it pretty much digitally and physically wherever you want to. Um, and I believe that will be fifty nine ninety nine. But if you want to play the original version of Nier, Nier Gestalt, here, excuse me, in the West, you can still find it used on a lot of uh, sites like eBay and whatnot. And you might get lucky and find it used in like a GameStop or something in their dwindling PS3 and Xbox 360 <laughs> sections. And those will net you, uh, looking for complete in box price, you're looking at between $40 and $50, uh, depending on the day. Um, loose in pri- uh, loose uh, disc versions, looks like the prices for those are sitting at around the $25 mark. And new, if you can find it, um, probably you're looking at about 60 to 70 as well. So... I would advise just sticking with Near Replicate, the brand new version. It'll be easier. But if you want that collector, uh, that nice PS3 or 360 case sitting on your game shelf, it's not too pricey. Now, let's say you have successfully acquired your own copy of Near, and you're wondering and you would like some advice or tips to get you going. Well, we are here to help you with that as well. 
Sam, what tips or advice would you give brand new players? So for the brand new players and even, you know, semi-brand new if you played Automata, um, prepare your soul for heartbreak because it, it will happen. And, you know, gameplay-wise, uh, take it slow and steady with some of the boss fights. And if you're struggling, like we said earlier, nothing wrong with playing on easy. And um, just try not to get frustrated. I get it completely, but sometimes you just gotta take a breath, try again. Keep on keeping on. Exactly. I like it. Exactly. For me, for those of you that are grindaholics like myself, enemies and gather points respawn when you leave and return to the area. I found a good place for this was right outside the village where you have a bunch of enemies spawn, kill them, grab the uh, some of the gather resource points nearby, head back into the village and rinse and repeat. And this can be a good way, albeit it can be a bit slow to uh, to gain uh, words to equip to your weapons or materials to sell, medical herbs, all those things. So that is my grinding strategy. Now we are on to one of my favorite parts of each episode, the enemy or monster of the week. Sam, what monster have you brought to the arena this week? So for this week, I have brought rock slash the wolves. Go on. Tell us about (laughs) uh, these Um, wonderful additions. Yeah, they're, you know, you'll kind of find them scattered about rock is a boss. Um, he is a shade and I pick them mainly for like story reasons like they're one of my favorite enemies in general because they're not just a ooh hey it's a bad guy go beat him up take him out it's it's actually a very emotional fight and you're probably gonna cry when you play it (laughs) it's also kind of a pain in the butt (laughs) so good luck (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, so I wasn't able to find any boss stats on Rock, but I do have some information about it. Now, Rock has deep hatred towards the humans of Facade, the desert village, for uh, things they did to the environment, basically. We'll leave it at that. And after some very sad parts, you will be forced to fight them. But Rock, some attack strategies. Rock will be surrounded by his pack of wolves. You want to prioritize taking them out first so you're it's more of a one-on-one fight against rock yep wolves the wolf uh additions that uh his pack rock's pack basically they're not too too bad um i had a pretty easy time with this fight using spear within its uh quick thrust attack but it definitely would clear out the uh his his underlings first he can jump on the center platform and deal a quick charge attack, and he's just really, really quick. So be careful of things that have low startup, and it's, it's advised to hit him with combination of dark blast and melee attacks until the final attack gauge pops up and the king finishes him off.
that is going to do it for another episode of RPG University. Sam, thank you so, so much for joining me. This has been a blast. Yeah, I appreciate it so much because I just, I love near so much. And so when you're like, do you want to talk about it? I was <laughs> so hyped. I was like, absolutely. Like, I just, they can't emphasize like how much I appreciate it. So thank you so much. It, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on. It's been legit so, so much fun uh, talking about this game. I can't wait to try out Replicant, especially coming straight from the original uh, to see how it feels and plays compared to the original. Uh, but no, this was an absolute blast. But where can people find you online? What do you got cooking? This is your soapbox. Go ahead and uh, plug yourself. Uh, sure. So you could find me on Twitter at LittleArcanine underscore where i tweet about everything from video games to you know just me rambling about nothing and everything and also near of course um you could also find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash little arcanine where essentially the same concept stream my streams are usually very cozy and laid back where i'll be playing more than likely Final fantasy 14 has been my go-to but starting friday it'll be near replicant i'll be playing through that um so that should be a lot of fun and you can also find me here and there on instagram same name little arcanine um and currently i am just prepping my portfolio my concept art portfolio and just applying to different places i've been interested in awesome awesome so be sure to give Sam a follow on all those platforms on Twitch and on Twitter and on uh, Instagram. You are in for a treat. But thank you to each and every one of you who has listened today. Be sure to rate and review us on your preferred podcast services. I'd really appreciate it. If you have an RPG you would like us to feature on an episode, tweet at IrrationalPod with the hashtag RPGU with your suggestion or share your own favorite RPGs directly with me on Twitter at SolidSnake120. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to one another. Class dismissed. <laughs>